If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast. This week, we're talking about Microsoft's possible bids to turn into a third party or at least release more of its exclusive games on other platforms like PlayStation. Joining me as ever to talk about this much more is Eurogamer's news team. We've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Liv Nan. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. So earlier this week, we found out that Microsoft was planning to put more games on PlayStation. And we had heard earlier uh, this year that this was sort of in the offing, but for some smaller titles like Hi-Fi Rush. And I don't think that made too much of a commotion, right? I, everyone was sort of like, this kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I think with Hi-Fi Rush, um, that one I can see doing well as a multi-platform release. And it it kind of felt, uh, this, this is no disrespect to Hi-Fi Rush, because I think it looks brilliant, I haven't actually played it. But it, it, it <sighs> felt like a kind of, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I do like, I'm a lonely boy. I like the Black Keys song in it. Um, but I, I think it would, you know, it, it sort of has an, it's, it's oh, not gosh, let's say low grade entry level. That's not what I mean. But it's not like a big flagship Xbox IP that they kind of use in their it's branding, like etc. Release. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, so I Absolutely. think it was, and it's also like a year down the line of its being in the sort of Xbox exclusive. So I, I didn't find Absolutely. that particularly shocking when that was first announced. And then obviously with Sea of Thieves as well being kind of spoken about becoming available elsewhere again i was like well you know microsoft has had that for a long time this is just a way of getting the game further afield from what it has now but it's done well for that platform i think you mean further ashore ah, i do like <laughs> scrub that recording and as you can see sea of thieves is now further ashore <laughs> i guess sea of thieves as well is is an online multiplayer game so you want as many people playing it as possible so it sort of makes sense for that reason as well yeah yeah in my mind it's a different situation obviously to destiny because destiny was always a multi-platform game but when sony bought um bungie there was no suggestion that suddenly they were gonna take away all the xbox players or, or put them on different servers it benefits bungie and sony to have all of those players the more people there are playing the longer the game lives the more people are buying microtransactions and the more money ultimately you make. So yes, all of that stuff earlier this year was not a huge surprise. And uh, the difference 
then this week has been the suggestion that actually really big games um, mm. and upcoming games are coming to PlayStation as well. So Starfield was mentioned, obviously that came out last September on Xbox and PC as something that Microsoft is now considering coming uh, putting on PlayStation. And even more surprising to me, I think, was Indiana Jones, mm. which is this year's big temple release for Q4 for Xbox. And um, they were only saying, you know, recently it's exclusive. You know, obviously you want to get it on. You want to get it on Xbox. Uh, you can't get it on PlayStation. Now they're talking or the suggestion is that uh, Indiana Jones might launch on PlayStation just a couple of months after Xbox. That's so the big, one for big me change. that felt like a bit of a slap in the or the biggest slap in the face to Xbox owners because I remember you know a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Microsoft uh, showcase of the year I can't remember it was called Directors Direct but Developers Direct um we were all saying well I was saying like this is actually I think like a really strong lineup for Microsoft like they've got Indiana Jones and like I said that that would be a game if I didn't already have an Xbox I would want to buy an Xbox for and then to suddenly have this news literally like not even a month after having this big Xbox exclusive to then be like, but then new room. And it's not even like they said, or these rumors, I should say Microsoft itself hasn't said anything yet, but from the implication is it's not a case of like, yes, we're thinking about putting our exclusives further down the line. Like we have with Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. It's going to be in a matter of months. It sounds like, which really doesn't, I feel give an incentive to buy an Xbox console for a game because you're like, well, if I already had a PlayStation, I may as well just wait a little bit longer. Yeah, and it wasn't just limited to these, was it? There were rumours that other big Xbox franchises may also, when they release, um, be on PlayStation, some of them for the first time. Gears mm -hmm. of War was one that was being banded around. Obviously, we should say that a lot of this stuff has just been sort of reported by people on Twitter. Um, although Windows Central did report the... Uh, Indiana Jones thing and uh, it's really interesting I think that the suggestion is that all of these leaks I mean obviously they're coming from Microsoft because Microsoft is the one that's doing this and uh, it's clearly Microsoft people that know about it that are talking to Twitter and uh, to reporters it doesn't paint a very rosy picture of these discussions behind the scenes does it if um, mm. People are immediately then coming out, talking to press and not waiting for the official line. I think that's the really damaging thing here is that, you know, next week, Microsoft are going to say something official. And I think once we have that, we'll have a better idea of actually what is the plan here. Yeah. Is there, I mean, of course, they'll put a more positive spin on it. But, you know, I think at the moment, because everything has come through leaks and a lot of it has come through uh i was gonna say fanboys um let's say microsoft influencers um and sort of people who are who are really embedded into sort of microsoft and therefore feel hurt that these exclusive games are going to be on the rival console um it's just it's sort of all whipped up into a really sort of negative twitter storm that mm. i think is now going to make it more difficult for microsoft to come back from um which is the nature of this being uh, sort of happening from leaks and and that's a shame for microsoft because there could actually be some positives to this um but it's all got whipped up in in this sort of 
console wars negativity that I think has really damaged what whatever it is Microsoft are planning. So do you feel now that Microsoft has obviously seen this discussion that is happening ahead of it making any official announcement, do you think that the company is now going to be like, right, well, we've seen this, it's clearly not going to go well, we're going to have to quickly reevaluate what we were going to, you know, our expectations for what we were planning to announce? Like, do you think that they're going to adjust what's actually happening within the company ahead of next week in like yes. reaction? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I mean, they've got the benefit that none of this stuff was officially announced and a lot of it, even though it leaked, was fairly nebulous. There was suggestion that lots of stuff was in consideration or in conversation. And I think that benefits Microsoft because that gives them a lot of leeway to then reverse ferret to some extent if they need to do that. Um, and I think that was helped probably by people not wanting to stick their neck out. And I can completely understand that by by putting anything definitive out there about games that aren't going to be coming out for 10 months a year exactly when they're coming to playstation or if they're coming to playstation or you know if we're talking gears of war i mean that's obviously um the studio behind gears of war is making a new gears of war but it's not been announced yet it's not coming out for ages and the landscape may have changed again by the time that that releases so no one was being too specific about any of this stuff and that gives microsoft room to then gauge the temperature out there and um, make changes if necessary. I don't even expect that when they, because they were always going to announce this stuff. Um, I don't know if they were ever really going to be that concrete about these things anyway, because it makes sense for them to just play it by ear um, beyond saying, no, we're going to release some more, some more of our things on uh, other consoles and it's fine because and you know give people a reason um i don't know if they were ever going to go into specifics like they certainly weren't, go, weren't going to go beyond this year's announced slate of games there's no reason for them to start announcing the next gears of war to say that it's also going to playstation so i think there was always going to be some leeway there and then next week we're just going to hear the most reassuring version of this possible now um after everything that's happened Liv are you surprised by the level of um uh I don't want to say anger but yeah there was anger um outrage outrage grumpiness discourse fanboy discourse on Twitter uh in reaction to this news we saw some people doing some crazy stuff right sort of in a way no because like the Xbox PlayStation rivalry is something that's you know been going on for so long that kind of you know people get really attached to like their chosen line of console like i was all i was always a playstation kid so like i would always my number one would always be a ps5 rather than an xbox series x um so i'm not surprised but it is i think it's just sort of fascinating seeing how like this stuff is being considered Xbox, but we don't really expect PlayStation would ever be kind of saying, you know, like, yeah, we're going to release The Last of Us on Xbox. It kind of, to me, it just sort of shows like the difference in where the companies see themselves as as platforms. Do you think, though, that that is just because Sony doesn't need to put Last of Us out on Xbox? Xbox doesn't have a Last of Us. Exactly. Um, and 
And actually, when you're looking at where Sony is going, yes, it still does these big, big budget single player AAA games. And yes, they still sell incredibly well. Spider-Man, God of War, um, Uncharted. Um, but the big noises out of Sony recently have been live service. They're making 10 live service games. What's Bungie doing now? It's Marathon. What's what? What are their other things? It's that game with a dollar sign in the title that I can't quite remember. It's Concord. It's you know, I, I think there's also a realization in Sony that some of those, um, those AAA multi, uh, those AAA single player games aren't enough anymore, and um, online services are the option. And I wonder if maybe some of those might come to Xbox. Over time, I mean, marathon is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised, and I also don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to have more games on more consoles. Like, I sort of appreciate the if there's an exclusive, there's a reason to buy that console. But in some ways, this is sort of a good thing for consumers that it's giving you more options, it's giving more, you more choice, and developers ultimately are there to make money and so they make more money by having their games available more widely i'd like i i i feel slightly irritated when it gets wrapped up in fanboyism like get a grip it's just a games console like just as long as there are good games available does it really matter what platform it's on and i guess you could look at the others and say well okay if this was nintendo i'd be i'd find it quite strange because i just can't imagine mario being on a different console but when it comes to PlayStation, like some of the sort of classic series you associate with PlayStation, like, I don't know, Metal Gear Solid, that's available on everything. Final Fantasy, okay, the new ones are on PlayStation, but a lot of the old ones are on other consoles as well. Um, like Crash Bandicoot, I mean, that's owned by Activision Blizzard now, so that's going to be on Xbox. Um, yes, you've got like God of War and Horizon, more recent things, but they're already available on PC. Is it that much of a stretch to put it somewhere else? Would I would it would I be that bothered by it? No, as long as I can play the game and enjoy it, I think that's kind of all that matters. So, I'm intrigued to see what Microsoft's plans are with this and where they're going with it. I think that as a company, they're quite forward thinking. Um, so I'm intrigued by that, but I also just don't get the fanboyism storm that's been whipped up in all this. Have You're not you, rushing to trade in your Xbox. No, I mean, okay, fine. I'm very privileged and I have both consoles, so it doesn't really matter to me. But, like, I'll go where the games are. That's what's mm. important to me. Has there been any discussion about Halo becoming multi platform? Because I always feel like that is, like, what you do associate with Xbox is Master Chief and that face. Well, that helmet, I think so. they would need a Halo game first to be able to put something multi-platform. It doesn't sound like they've got one of those in the works. All right. <laughs> uh, or maybe they do. Maybe the certain Affinity one isn't completely cancelled. It's just rebooted or something. But who knows? Um, we should probably talk a bit more about why we think this is happening. Like, So what has prompted this? Uh, we mentioned that um, very recently they were talking about Indiana Jones' big exclusive. Um, last year, even late last year, they were saying, no, you know, a lot of these games are going to be just on our consoles. Um, what has changed to prompt this really huge decision? It's not just about Xbox consoles not selling as many as PlayStation. And that's, I think, a longer term 
thing, but what, what has sort of changed recently? What's the short-term trigger, do you think? I don't know. That's a very good question, Tom. I, th I feel like <laughs> Microsoft are maybe more focused and have been for a while focused more on things like Game Pass and having a subscription service, and that's what they want to push. And the model for that is just make that as available as you can as many different places as you can so it's it's widespread um so there's been i guess talk about you know ah uh, is is microsoft going third party you know in the same way that sega did with the dreamcast and i don't think it's that at all because i think sega with the dreamcast was that it was a four horse race and they couldn't keep up um because of hardware costs um but it's a very different landscape now and my feeling is that Microsoft, is, as, a, as I said before, I think is a very forward thinking company. And I think in some ways they're a bit too far ahead, looking at things like needing an always online console or having a digital console or uh, having a subscription service. They're all things that bit by bit Sony are copying. So it's not that it's wrong. It's just not right now. <laughs> so that's why I'm sort of intrigued to see what Microsoft have planned, because I suspect that it's blown out proportion and actually in a couple of years time whatever they've got planned we'll probably see elsewhere anyway i think they're just a little bit too far ahead of the curve do you think then you obviously mentioned game pass there from what we have kind of gathered from these again leaks is game pass still going to be an xbox console deal they wouldn't try and like bring xbox game pass but to a wider audience like on playstation consoles because then that would be stepping on playstation plus's toes so yes, you might be able to play Indiana Jones on a PlayStation, but you can get it on Game Pass on Xbox. I mean, I Microsoft would love that. <laughs> Microsoft would love to put Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation and Switch, and uh, I'm sure they have tried. And there is no reason why PlayStation would want that to happen, um, or Nintendo. Not that really, games could work on Switch in the same way. Um, are we going to see something along those lines on mobile when they launch their Xbox mobile store? I'm sure there'll be some mobile components to Game Pass and there'll be mobile games in Game Pass. Um, certainly the suggestion is that at the moment Game Pass growth has stalled um, and maybe that's not unique to Game Pass, that subscription uptake has stalled based on, well, just compared to the boom that it once had. And I think that does feed into this conversation about why this is happening right now. It's not just that Xbox consoles aren't selling, it's that subscriptions are slowing. It's that they've just bought a big company for $70 billion and Satya Nadella has turned around to them and said, well, that didn't come cheap. How are you making that money back? And the answer doesn't come from consoles because Xboxes aren't selling. It doesn't come from subscriptions because Game Pass isn't growing. It comes from selling the games that you do have to a wider audience and those customers paying $70 for it. Um, putting them out on PlayStation, which has a huge audience now, much bigger than Xbox Series, and those people being able to buy into those games and also pay into them if they're live services. And I think and that... that for it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that still um, validates the Xbox ecosystem because if you have an xbox console you have game pass if you have playstation you don't have game pass if you have an xbox you can try starfield for five hours find it's not for you and stop playing 
if and you've basically not given Microsoft any more money, if you have a PlayStation, you need to pay $70 for that privilege. Um, and by that point, they're very happy they've got your money. And it ties into this belt tightening that we've seen with this huge recent layoff uh, wave um, within Xbox and Activision Blizzard, where, you know, they just spent $70 billion on Activision Blizzard and now they're cross-cutting. Um, I think it's all part of Microsoft saying, okay, you've just spent this money. Now you need to balance the books. Uh, we need to see a profit from this quickly. Um, that's why I think the Call of Duty was never seriously ever going to be um, an Xbox exclusive. It wasn't because the regulators wouldn't have allowed it, although I'm sure they wouldn't have. It's because it doesn't make sense for Call of Duty to become Xbox exclusive because the revenues from Call of Duty are a lot on PlayStation. Like the biggest chunk of that is PlayStation. Um, and that's why you buy Call of Duty. And if you're doing it for Call of Duty, why not do it for Sea of Thieves and Gears of War and Starfield and Indiana Jones? I think that's the mentality there. Satya Nadella is even on the record as saying he hates exclusivity. Mm. And from a guy who runs a business where Microsoft Word runs on, you know, calculators, that makes sense. Like, you've got a product, you want to sell it to as many people as possible. Absolutely. I think that makes total sense. I think, as well, I think keeping Game Pass to, I guess, to, to Microsoft sort of gives them a bit of an edge. So, you know, yes, you can buy this game on PlayStation for 70 quid or whatever. But if you want to play it first or you want to play it as part of a subscription where it's better value, then you, you're still better off better off sort of owning a, an Xbox to do that. Um, but it's just, as Tom said, it's just widening the net of, of income, I guess. Mm. And I think if Microsoft had been able to make this announcement on their own terms, they probably could have couched all of this in a positive enough way to explain that to fans, to say, you know, like, guys... We're going to sell some games on PlayStation. Those chumps over there will pay $70. You get it as part of Game Pass. No matter that if you're paying for a year's worth of Game Pass, you're paying more than $70 anyway. But there's a way to sell that to people that doesn't, that still makes it feel like Xbox is, you're getting somewhere there, something there that you can't get elsewhere. Um, and even Indiana Jones, there was never a suggestion that it was day and day. But, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see and hear what they say next and how they say it next week. I was going to say, what are we expecting next week? Like, is this, are they going to have a sort of video message from Phil or is this just going to be like a blog post they put up? What What are we expecting them to deliver? I think it's got to be a video message from Phil now. They're, they're going to want to put that sort of charismatic face in front of a camera to try and calm I, th I think maybe originally they would have maybe just done it as more like a, a Xbox Wire blog post, but I think now that it has had this, as you say, like storm that's brewed up in the background, I think they're going to have to try and put a face to it and like a reassuring voice rather than just words. I hope it's a blog post just so we don't have to transcribe it, but it will probably be a video. <laughs> <laughs> what that? Yeah. I think sure Sarah Bond might also be involved just because you know, obviously she's been promoted recently, so mm, I yeah. don't know if they're trying to sort she's of... president. Yeah, so I don't know if it's sort of make her the face instead of Phil. I mean, that's maybe unfair. You've just been promoted, now deal with this. 
Over to you. <laughs> this, this pile of awfulness. You got this. Um, <laughs> well, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because the 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 um, acknowledgement of the leaks came from Phil. It didn't mm. come from Sarah Bond. And I think people still, by by a large degree, think of Phil as the face of Xbox, even though he's now basically Mr. Microsoft Gaming. Um, I love when all of this was going on. Someone who obviously has uh, Phil Spencer as their friend on Xbox, he was just playing Diablo when all of this started off. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Why not, Phil? Is is that also quite telling as well that it has come from Phil? And as you say, he is head of Microsoft Gaming, which is not just Xbox. And that's kind of the point of all this is that there's Microsoft Gaming and then there's Xbox is just a part of that. Mm. I mean, there was a bit of furore this morning because I think was it GameStop had written Microsoft Game Pass in a, in a trailer or an ad or something, and everyone's like, "It's being rebranded. It's Microsoft, not Xbox." And then someone had to calm down and be like, "No, no, that was GameStop's phrasing. Just, just mm. calm, guys, chill." Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on on the internet right now. Um, I think the sooner that Microsoft comes out and clarifies this stuff, the better. Um, but I, as as what I expect, I expect them to still leave themselves a decent amount of wiggle room, so they don't have to address this stuff down the line. They can't be accused of changing um, their minds again down the line. I think they'll keep it relatively open and just say we are going to release some stuff on Xbox. You'll always get it on Xbox first. It's never going to be day and date. It's always going to be on Game Pass. There's always advantages to owning an Xbox, and just to reiterate something that Phil Spencer has said repeatedly. He said it to uh, Eurogamer last year at Gamescom, which is that Xbox is still very much in the hardware business. They're working on their next consoles. I mean, we've seen them. If those leak plans still bear fruit from this year, we know that they are. Um, but they're not going to be like, we're never going to release Halo on PlayStation because the games industry changes so Quickly, we've seen that with this coming out of the blue seemingly this week, which, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they won't want to end up contradicting themselves down the line. So I think they're still going to give themselves plenty of wiggle room to um, decide what they need to decide in the years to come. Intriguing. So my liked, well... final... Go on. I was going to say, I like that Nintendo is just quietly cracking on. <laughs> it's fine like yeah. switch is still selling more than expected switch 2 will be announced relatively soon sometime soon yeah well that's the thing that that's the that's the classic model of of you know we'll release a new console and this is the only place you can play mario kart and animal crossing and all of that and that sells as micro as nintendo was proved because that's selling so many switches um but i think you have to have a really really strong IP and Microsoft just doesn't have that so they have to look at a different route which is the complete opposite of just make everything available everywhere and just go for breadth of opportunity I guess mm. and yeah it's interesting somewhere. I agree it's interesting this week to hear um, Nintendo talking about you know what they're concerned about is not growing the Switch audience for Switch 2 well I'm, I'm sure they are but what they're reassuring shareholders about is that we're not going to go into another Wii U situation or a GameCube situation 
where they've just had a really good console and it doesn't sell, um, mm. even though they've got all that IP. Nintendo has uh, an unfortunate sort of history of putting something out that's really successful hardware-wise and then never being able to follow it up directly afterwards. Um, so that's that's their focus um, with Switch 2, is, is making sure that it, it hits the same um, sales. And they've got their own issues there, which is like, you're going to make a 4K console that suddenly makes all of your games more expensive uh, to develop and you're going to be able to develop fewer of them as a result. So you're going to need to probably um, get some co-developers or outsource stuff in. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is, uh, final question on Microsoft, are the console wars over? Does this mean it's all done? Liv, what do you think? Are the console wars over if Microsoft starts putting Hi-Fi Rush and potentially Indiana Jones on PlayStation? I don't think so. I, th I don't think they'll want to remove themselves from that sort of narrative because it makes them look like a strong contender, regardless of whether or not, you know, they are selling as much as this PlayStation hardware-wise having that sort of console war idea sort of benefits them. Mm. They certainly encourage some of the uh, hardest of hardcore Xbox fans, don't they? Um, you can see them there in the front row of the uh, E3 RIP uh, press conferences that they used to hold, um, where they were full of the loudest fans from Twitter that they'd brought in to cheer and holler. Um, yeah, I think it does benefit Microsoft. I think you're right. Uh, Ed, Victoria, what do you think? Are the, are the console wars over? Is it peace at last? I think the console wars are a social construct. <laughs> social construct wars. I don't know. I, I think... I mean, yeah, like Liv said, that I think healthy competition is good. I think the fact that like that phrasing it as a war, I don't think is ever really... I, that is something that has very much been hyped up by people on social media, etc. Fanboying over one or the other. I'm Switzerland. I like them both. We would, we would never tell. I love my Xbox. I love my PlayStation. I'm Switzerland. Um, are they ever... No, there's always going to have to be an element of healthy competition because that is how companies thrive and it's how you know like having competition is incentive to keep improving essentially so yeah there's always going to be that element but i don't think it's console wars quite as people would like to paint it so you're saying they never existed interesting yeah <laughs> ed what do you think <laughs> i think this is i think this is definitely blurring the lines because the whole point of console wars is is exclusives and if there are fewer exclusives then there's there's less of a war because you've got less ammo i guess to continue the analogy um so i think it's blurring the lines but i also feel like the console wars are just so embedded as a part of gaming culture right back to you know sega does what nintendo don't and all of that from the 90s i think that's just <laughs> such a such a big part of gaming history that it's just a, a real part of the hardcore culture so yeah i think gaming is is becoming bigger and bigger there are people who are 
to use horrible phrasing you've got your sort of hardcore gamers and then your more casual ones and i think the more casual gamers really don't care where they play their games they just want a console where they can play whatever games that they want to play um which is probably the right attitude to have overall but there are still going to be those hardcore gamers um right from kids in the playground up to man babies getting annoyed about their consoles um I think that that's just become a part of like that hardcore gaming culture and like, you're not going to wipe that out immediately. So I think the lines are being blurred a bit, but I, this is not the end of the, the, the console wars. I don't think. <laughs> Probably so the best to give us less to write about. <laughs> right, let's leave it there. Thanks everyone. And thanks if you made it this far, listening, watching, it's much appreciated. We'll be back next week. Um, probably talking about exactly what Microsoft does say. So join us then for that. In the meantime... Exactly. (laughs) The console wars aren't aren't over at all. They're they're to be continued next week. Uh, Ed, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights. And Victoria? I'm at Little Chop Shop Gal. Uh, yeah, the console, the console <laughs> wars are affecting all of us, clearly. Uh, Liv, <laughs> if Microsoft's trying to hack me, I tell you now. Uh, Liv, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Just Past Holy. Uh, great, and I'm at I'm under attack by Microsoft. Uh, let's <laughs> get out of here quick. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>